You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing quite fine. Doing quite fine. I'm uh, my my favorite team won the national football championship, and uh, now we're doing a pretty good impersonation of the team that's going to win the national basketball championship. <laughs> I, I agree, but I got I got to say, uh, first of all, this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, and uh, we will Ooh, talk about Built Bar. In just I've been a bit. eating the crap out of Built Bars lately, and they just sent a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah. Oh, I dove in, pal. Uh, Some bitches are good, but anyway, all right. For uh, I'm sure, I'm sure they weren't designed. I I eat them for breakfast, and it just gives me a start to the day. They are great for breakfast. Um, but we'll talk about Built Bar in just a minute. But Jimmy, people think I I think people think we script some things. Like (laughs) I, I think they do. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that like probably two or three times a week. And we do try to do this five times a week, two or three of those times per week. I try to tell Jimmy, Hey, you got to let me, you you can't start on something because I got to at least give like a subtitle to what this pod, this particular pod is about. And like, I'm always like Jimmy Stein, that's him. And I'm like, how Jimmy? How are you today? And then you always go into the, you're supposed to just say, I'm doing good, man. <laughs> and then let it go, and then let me lead you in somewhere. Uh, but you always have like this whole thing that, <laughs> that I think you came up with while I was talking, and you're like, "I'm saying this." I don't that's what basically, that's basically 100 percent true. But I like uh, I like diving into the substance. Diving into the substance is what I'm doing there. That that is, I mean, and you know what? I guess. Technically, you, you're whatever you said could be the subtitle, but I mean that's that's a little outside the box. I thought thinking. basketball might come up. Yeah, it, it might. Um, in fact, I think it will right now. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Um, look, I know we won the national championship in football, but I gotta say, I, right now we have to lead off this podcast with basketball. It needs to be the lead story of this particular podcast, which will go out Sunday, but it's really for Monday. And also for the podcast, that'll be Tuesday. It, we're going to make sure, unless you know Nick Saban um, accepts a cabinet position with Joe Biden between now and then, that's going to be the lead story. I don't care what else happens in football. Basketball is going to get its, its just rewards because, it, man, I, I, Jimmy, I don't know what to say. First of all, I mean, could we love a human being more than Alabama fans love Herb Jones? Could we? I mean, is that possible? I like Ariana Grande a bunch. I Um, know. And you are married. (laughs) By the way, you have a wife. (laughs) I don't think Ariana's a a threat to the stability of the household. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you, now I know you have two people that you love more than Kelly. That's (laughs) Herb Jones and Ariana Grande. You're counting Herb Jones as one, right? Yes, I am. That's what I'm saying. Herb and Arianda. I don't know where she falls on the list. I just know she's no better than third. That's her ceiling. Well, I think Herb, is there anybody that wants 
I mean, I, I've got, I guess it's probably the third time I brought this up here, but, but down at QB country, we, we have a whole, you know, when we're evaluating a kid, we, 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 we say loves ball, you know, how, how much is he into this is what you mean by that. You know, how, does, does he, does he love ball above all else? That's Herb. That's Herb. He, he loves to play. He loves to play for Alabama. It's, it's always a hundred percent effort. He's now a star. I mean, he's a big star, but don't you love the stars that play like they're the last guy on the roster, that they're just that he's just trying to make the team? You know, oh, yeah. uh, that, that's what you get from him. And, uh, yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, Herb would be one of my favorite Alabama basketball players of all time. You know, and the other thing he loves, he loves to play hurt. I don't think he knows another way to play but hurt because he's always hurt. And so I guess when you're always hurt, then it doesn't, it's not a big deal to play hurt. You know what I mean? If you've, um, I remember playing basketball and, and when I was in school at Alabama with a guy, and I don't know the technical term, but he had one arm was really small. And I mean, I, I don't want to get into a whole thing or whatever, but when he goes on the court, I was like, what are y'all, is this serious? I mean, first of all, people were much more openly making fun of folks. Um, it, we didn't have cancel culture yet. So a lot of people were saying shit. And even I knew even then, like, I can't say anything about this, but y'all can't be, this guy can't be coming on the court, right? Well, he came on the court and he was not bad. Now it's like Herb Jones. He's not the best player on the court, but he was good enough where like, not only did he not hurt his team, he helped them. He helped them a lot. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm not – I mean, if you have the balls to get on the court, <laughs> then I'm going to believe you. You know, I'm going to – I'm going to I'm gonna have to respect you no matter what. And I, I know that's a horrible way to get to this, but it's like <laughs> – I'm, I'm thinking, how bad does he think Herb's talent level is? <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. But I think my point is that, see, like that guy to that guy, He's always got one arm. It's not a big deal to him. Like, right. it's not like he's going to get on the court and be like, oh, shit, y'all are right. I'll, I only have one arm. But, I mean, with Herb, it's, it's like, okay, his, his ankle's bummed out or his back hurts or his fingers are screwed up or his wrist is broke or whatever. And it's like, to him, it's it's like no big deal. I'm going I'm gonna to do this because uh, something's always hurt with me. So it's okay. And like I think, I think when other people get hurt, it's like a thing because they're so used to being so, you know, th their body being a temple or whatever. And, um, but with him, I think he's gotten used to being hurt. And I don't know who else could have played on a couple of days rest when we were just told by the coaching staff, all right, he's definitely missing two games, <laughs> maybe a little less than that, maybe more than that, but um, he's definitely missing two. And then the next thing you know, he's in the starting lineup. It comes down to this. I think in the future, at some point, we're going to turn on the news and they're going to say, Herb Jones was pronounced dead this morning. Later this <laughs> later that afternoon, he scored nine points and pulled down a team high 14 rebounds. That would be funny. Like, if you just put Herb out there in complete rigor mortis and he, he takes two charges. Like, and, like, they go, well, and the announcer goes, I think he was moving on that last one. And the color guy, he can't move, John. He's got rigor mortis. <laughs> He's by definition stiff as a board. So um, <laughs> that would be the thing. 
He would be the uh, kidnapped guy and like taken for and he's kidnapped and held by the traffickers in Europe and uh, and still somehow, you know, gets loose without Liam Neeson's help and gets back in time and doesn't even miss a game. And then has to he's like, can we hurry this game up? I've got to get back to Europe. I've been kidnapped. Y'all know. I mean, they don't even know I'm gone yet. (laughs) He didn't want to be rude to them. (laughs) You know, know, Herb Herb is like and, and he's like Devontae. They're both, I mean, Devontae Smith has a similar personality. They're, they're awesome. really the same guy. I mean, now Herb's not going to win the Naismith, but they're both stars of, of the team, the fan favorite, and so humble. I mean, the walk-ons have bigger egos than those guys. Yeah, no, you, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I, I would go so far as say at the end of the game, it felt like the walk-ons definitely had bigger egos because those guys were jacking. They were, <laughs> they were trying like weird passes and driving the lane hard. They were like, I don't give a shit if I get a charge. I'm getting in this box score. Um, yeah, a Britain guy uh, is putting up shots. Britain ain't passing up shots in 2021. No, I'm, I'm with you. That was his resolution, apparently. But uh uh, yeah, Herb played really, really well again. Petty, of course, breaks the uh, the all-time career uh, three-point mark for Alabama. And it was funny because the announcers thought he had broken it like two two shots ago. And then they, it never dawned on them to even check the score and realize that, that they hit he hadn't broken it yet. And they kept talking about it. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Now he's going to break it. Now we're not kidding around. He broke it this time. Um, but he had a big game. And, you know, some friends of mine texted me from another text chain, and they were like, oh, man, we're looking great. We got this one in the bag. I said, I'm not calling any Alabama basketball game prematurely ever again after last year. I'm not doing it. And then when the lead got up to, like, 33, I was like, okay, I'm calling this one. I'm calling (laughs) this one. I feel pretty good about it. Um, I just want to still beat them by 30 because they went out of their way to say Alabama hadn't beaten anybody by 30 in 16 years or something like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. And let me tell you somebody else. I brought up Petty, brought up Herb Jones, who we all love. I mean, it, we all love Herb Jones. You can't not love Herb Jones. That, that was the point I was trying to make earlier. That whole thing about me going to play basketball at the Rec at Alabama with the dude with one arm, that was all about me loving Herb Jones. I just didn't know it yet. Um, but uh, the other guy that, you need, that needs – I mean, a spotlight shined directly on him. Is Juwan Gary. Juwan Gary. I knew you were going to say Juwan Gary. Oh, my God. Dude. I had no idea he would be this. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't want to take him. I mean, I'm not a basketball, uh, you know, uh, talent expert, maybe like, like football. But I, I'm just saying I wasn't excited about Juwan Gary. And, boy, was I wrong. That, that, he's a dude. He's not. You know, he's not. No, he's not going to score 25 points. We don't need him to. If we need Juwan Gary to score 25 points, we're in trouble to begin with. That's not a shot at Juwan Gary. It's a shot at uh, Sharif Cooper can score 25 points. Sharif Cooper's a badass. We all know this. I know he plays for Auburn, but I mean, if you if you love basketball, you enjoy watching Sharif Cooper play. He's kind of fun to watch. That's the thing about basketball. But Juwan Gary, you know, he may not be the prettiest watch to to just as from a um, viewership standpoint, but you know what he is? He's hated by the other team because he works his little ass off. Man, he yeah. gets in there and just works. And I, I he should have gotten the hard hat award. I think that hard hat award went to Primo. Primo. Yeah, which I love Primo too. Primo's been playing very well. But see, like we expected Primo to play well yeah. once he got his feet wet in college basketball. We expect Herb Jones 
to do Herb Jones things. We expect Petty to bury some threes. He's the career leader in that uh, category. We don't expect – we were terrified as a fan base. Like, okay, what do we – we just got Bruner. We, we believe in Bruner, and now he's out, and now what do we do? And guess what? Juwan Gary just comes in, and he doesn't make us forget Jordan Bruner, but he just comes in and does – he exceeds our expectations – by a long shot to me. Now, maybe my expectations were low. So, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm trying to give a compliment here without going overboard. I don't want to make it sound like this guy's a future All-American, but I do want to make it sound like this guy can help us. And I think when you can help on a rotation this deep, that's a big deal. Yep. Yeah, everybody's contributing. The depth, uh, you know, which I'm not calling it a problem, but I think early in the year, having so many potential contributors was just sort of leading to a situation where it was really tough to settle on a rotation and guys didn't know their roles. And 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 while that, that may still even be the case to some extent, the depth now is why we're so good. Because like we talk every every day it's it's a new player, it's a new MVP every night. You're getting contributions from so many players. Everybody step in, everyone's contributing uh, on both ends of the floor. Uh, what what I think makes this team special right now is obviously we're capable of scoring a lot of points quickly, but somehow we combine that with being pretty good on the other end too. We're we're a pretty good defensive team somehow, some way. And uh, credit to Nate Oates and leave it to me a lifetime. You know, when you're an Alabama basketball fan, that means a lifetime of knowing you know disaster looms, and <laughs> because yeah. that's what being an Alabama basketball fan is. And and I, I'm not sure, you know, how the season will play out. I just know this. When the season is over, Nate Oates is going to be on the list for every available job from North Carolina and Kansas to the Mavericks and the Sixers. And he has proven now conclusively in big-time basketball that, I mean, Nate's been good everywhere he's gone now, high school, small college, big college. And – his teams are good quickly. There's not a lot of, well, just check me out in year five. There's none of that. Uh, Nate is going to be in demand. Let's hope that he loves him some Tuscaloosa and that Alabama pays him his market value and that he stays. Uh, but I'm just saying it's just that's coming this offseason. That's, that's coming. And I agree with you, and it's just so funny that, what, eight games ago, at least I was sort of like, I'm beginning to get worried about this shit. And I think that's about <laughs> when this thing turned around. Maybe my worry spurred us to this streak. It could be. Um, could have been. Jimmy Although Pet- maybe it was more like, you know, when there was a problem on the team and he had to suspend a couple of guys briefly. And maybe it was that. Or that you. could be. Or <clears throat> It's one of those two things. It's one of those two. I know that. Um, let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get your online wager in. You can bet on uh, the the big NFL games. Uh, there's some going on in just a minute. There'll be some going on this next weekend. Uh, NFL, uh, always fun to bet on. It, it really – the NFL set up for you to bet on it because all the games end – somewhere around three to seven point margins, it feels like. So it's set up for you to bet on it. And it's also a great place to go and play poker. Uh, I've played some poker on betonline.ag. It's a lot of fun. And um, the tables are, are really easy to navigate. And the, 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 the players are all cool to 
virtually sit with. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on for that 50% bonus, and you will be able to bet on poker, bet on football games, bet on basketball games. Look, college basketball is firing up right now. Uh, it, it's things are going great, at least for us. So uh, if you want to bet on some Alabama game on Tuesday night, facing off against LSU, where I bet you we're going to be, what, a four-point dog, I'm guessing. Um, you know, get you some tide on the road. That's the kind of thing to do. Uh, they had a tough time with uh, South Kakalaki at home. LSU did Saturday night. So maybe we can uh, take a bite out of that tiger ass in uh, basketball as well. But go to betonline.ag. Who's ever ass you want to bite, go to betonline.ag to do the biting. And uh, you will thank me later. Jimmy, let me tell everybody also about home field apparel. I am literally 100% not lying, wearing a home field apparel t-shirt right now. I love these things. They're so soft. People ask me all the time about them when I wear them out because the logo is so unique and different from what people see generally. And they've got new colleges coming in all the time. Of course, you want the Alabama stuff. But, you know, maybe you got a daughter who went to Winthrop. Well, they got Winthrop stuff. Maybe you have a son that went to Creighton. They got Creighton stuff. Maybe, you know, whatever you want. Maybe just like me when I was in high school, I used to have um, everybody in the SEC's T-shirt. At the time, there were only 10. But uh, I had everybody in the SEC's T-shirt except Auburn. I would wear a Tennessee shirt. I'd wear a Vandy shirt. I'd wear an LSU shirt. I'd wear whatever. I just wasn't wearing Auburn. But uh, maybe you want to do that so that when Auburn plays those particular teams or some other team you hate, you can wear – they're uh, the, the opponent they're playing. That's one thing I used to love to do back when I was in high school. I was a lonely, lonely boy, Jimmy. Um, but home field <laughs> apparel, <laughs> home field apparel, use promo code locked on Bama and you will get a discount on your order. Locked on Bama is where you want to, what you want to use when you go to homefieldapparel.com. All right, Jimmy, um, you know, going back to basketball here just for a second. We're shooting up the ranks pretty quickly. Uh, I think it's Jeff Goodman has us number nine in his top 20, which, you know, is like me putting out a top 20. It doesn't really matter. But I think he has a lot more followers than me, so more people will see that. Um, and, you know, are, are we at the number nine team in the country? I don't know. But I think we're definitely in the top 16. And I, I think this team can make a run come tournament time because here's what's interesting. You look around the nation, college basketball-wise, Kentucky's in the pooper. Uh, North Carolina's not doing very well. Duke's not doing very well. Uh, Kansas is, you know, they're okay, but they've got a couple of losses here lately. Um, some of the big boys, they are not doing very well this particular year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't see – I mean, to me, the best team is Gonzaga. I mean, that's the best team, and they're really good, and they're overdue to win a national championship. And and today, if uh, on betonline.ag, if I cared to make a wager as to who was going to win the national championship, I'd probably go with Gonzaga. But here's the thing that's so exciting about Alabama's season. Uh, if we were playing Gonzaga tonight uh, on a neutral floor, uh, I'm like, bring it on. Let's play. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Doesn't mean I would expect to win. Doesn't mean that I'd be mad if we didn't. Doesn't mean that I'd have any expectations, but the expectation is this. I, I I think we can play with anyone this season. We can play with anyone. Now, the NCAA tournament, it's such a strange sport where the whole season is evaluated on how you do in that tournament. And 
could Alabama lose in, in the first round to Southern Illinois? Yeah. Could Alabama, could this team win their way to the Final Four? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can. I, I think this, put it this way, I think this Alabama team is every bit as capable as going just as far as Auburn did the last time they held this tournament. Sure you they know, can. And, and I agree with you. And that's, look, there there are several ways to skin a cat, and I've never understood that saying because, you know, who went to, who went to somebody else who had a bunch of cats and was like, let's figure out how many ways we can skin these mothers. <laughs> What a what a horrible! What a why horrible why was anyone skinning a cat? What the hell? I mean, what the hell? Why would you, were they? Did they eat them in the old days or well, something you know, that I'm unaware of? And you know, baby throwing the baby out with the bathwater. At some point, somebody was like <laughs> mistakenly had to do that. Off their toddler right out the window. You know, back <laughs> in the day when uh, you know, back in the day when you you had to wear an umbrella. It, I mean, have an umbrella even in the daytime or whenever when it was sunny because uh, people were just throwing poop from their windows because that's what they did. They put their pee and poop in the streets. I don't know what this has to do with anything. but um, Are you I, sure that's true? I'm pretty sure that's true. Jesus Christ. This is terrible. What a hor- I mean, who? how would you like to be visiting that town? Like, And I think it was only in big towns. It wasn't like small towns. People weren't doing so it. So they didn't do it in small towns? They only did that in big towns? I think they only did it in towns where like they had buildings with several stories and like people living in them, and you could toss them out. That was the whole thing, right, is like they toss out the bathwater and there's a baby in the bathwater. And I think people used to always – they like, like they have a bed bedpan, right? And you whatever's in there, you just toss it out the window because you didn't have a toilet at the time. I guess I don't know. And um, but wouldn't you? This is horrifying. Wouldn't you? I mean, like this is be, horrifying. But wouldn't you like to be visiting somebody in a big city, and like your cousin go, and your cousin goes, "Hey, you need this umbrella," and he's like, "Yeah, but it's beautiful outside." No, no, trust me, you need. <laughs> and then like they come back from a leisurely stroll, and they're like. The guy who's never seen that before, he's just, you know, he's got a look on his face like, I will never, ever come to the city again. <laughs> but um, that's the last okay. time I'm strolling down the street and get hit in the head by a baby tossed out of a 16th floor window. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the I don't know if the umbrella would stop the baby, but that would be a, a, a funny marketing campaign. You know, Frankie's Umbrellas. We not only keep you dry from the pee and poop, we also stop baby missiles, whatever you want to call it. Uh, anyway, so, boy, this is this has gone off the rails quick. This, this is what happens when we don't have football. This is, yeah, this is what happens when we don't have a script. Maybe we should consider scripts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe we should go back better. to scripts. Y'all like it's better when you thought we had a script, right? Um, but okay, you're right about the basketball thing because that's so funny that I was thinking about that earlier. Like, people, coaches get judged on how they do in March alone. Like, you can suck all year long, but if you get hot in March, people are like, okay, he, this guy can put it together at any time. And in that regard, I wonder if Nick Saban has sort of saved some other coaches in a way. We always talk about him getting coaches fired, but, you know, I wonder, because he's won so many titles, people are like, all right, you don't have to win it. Alabama's going to win it, but you at least got to be in the conversation. <laughs> and and we won't fire you if you're in the conversation. You know what I mean? 
Well, Alabama basketball is going to be in the conversation in March. It's unbelievable. I mean, you can write it down right now. I mean, there will be. This is the time when we're playing our best, right? And we always talk about every season is like a roller coaster. It's not a linear thing. You, you're not, you're not this good in the first game, and then you increasingly get better as the season goes on. It's not how it works. I mean, it's it's a roller coaster. You're playing your best, and you're playing your worst. You're playing your best, and you're playing your worst. So right now, this is us playing our best, right? Well, there's gonna come a time in the year when we're not playing as well. And who knows how many losses, you know, will manifest because of that, but there will be a time when we're not playing as well as we are right now. That's coming. The magical season happens when you play your best at the right moment. And, uh, and that's going to be the key to having a great year. And, and, and I want to focus on this. We are the second best program historically in the sec behind Kentucky, even though we're miles and miles and miles and miles behind Kentucky, but we are the second best. But we haven't won enough SEC championships, and winning the SEC's regular season, that would be a big deal. We just haven't done it here a lot. I'm sure we haven't done it since Mark Gottfried, and I think Mark only did it once. He did I mean, do Mark, it once. Yeah, he did only yeah, do it once. I think Wimp Sanderson only won the regular season once. Ooh, yeah, well, he did win the regular true. season, 88-89. Um yeah, I don't think he – I don't – or no, 87, maybe – It was 87. No, it, it was 80, 80, 86, 87, right? 86, yeah, 87 is when Wimp won the SEC. He won the SEC tournament several times. Yeah. But the regular season only once. Mark did only – so winning the SEC at Alabama has to be a big deal. And let's remember, if we win the SEC and something goes sideways in the NCAA tournament, hey, winning the SEC is a hell of an achievement at Alabama. If it wasn't, we'd have won more. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Jimmy and I were just talking about them a little bit earlier. We did get a shipment of Built Bars in each as host of this program. And, uh, man, they're so good. Oh, God, they're just so good. I, you know, I've been eating them anyway because I bought some and they're good. But, like, the ones that they send us for free, those are even extra good. And they have <laughs> a bunch of them. I mean, I yeah. got Built Bars for days, man, and I love them. I sent some to my, my kids. Um uh, and I sent them some of the, they also have this immunity shot. Uh, it's not a shot really. It's like a little powder that you put in with your water and it tastes great um, and love it too. So, I mean, man, they just sent me like a whole meal kit. This was like hello fresh, but only built bars. And I can dig that. I'm down with it. Go to builtbar.com. Check out any of the 18 delicious flavors they have, or just buy all 18 flavors. Cause I promise you, they're not going to steer you wrong. That carrot cake, will make you slap somebody. I'm not sure who it'll be, but you'll slap somebody. It's so good. And use the promo code BuiltBar for 20%, not BuiltBar, locked on for 20% off your order. BuiltBar.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Trust me on this. You will love these things. They're covered in chocolate. They're great for a keto diet. And I know a lot of people out there still trying to lose some weight. And you know what? Built Bar is a way to go. You can maintain your weight or even lose weight on uh, Built Bar, uh, using it as a supplement. So I'm telling you, it's delicious. Go check them out, BuiltBar.com. All right, Jimmy, um, <clears throat> let's talk about some potential returnees uh, for football. But I would kind of like to say, you know, look, let's let's throw this out there. This is not going to happen. But just staying on the basketball kick here for a second. Theoretically, I'm pretty sure Herb or John Petty could come back if they want to, either one of them, or both of them. I don't think either one of them will. I think that'd be kind of silly. I think both of them are on draft boards, all these other things. 
But, you know, what if Herb said, you know, I'm projected to be a late second rounder. Why don't I come back one more year? Now, it's I don't know. I, I, I'm just I, I like having that juicy nugget out there because I would love to have Herb Jones around me for one more year. I feel like a better person just with him in the same state as me. <laughs> I would. Herb and Petty are two of my favorites of all time. I mean, Herb may be my favorite of all time. And, and Petty, uh, I've just always liked. I've just always liked watching John Petty. To me, he's just, he's, he's he is fun to watch, and and sometimes it's frustrating, and and for whatever reasons, made me like him more. But uh, no, I love them both. I, I I hope they both come back. But Herb is an NBA player. I, the weird thing I is, I'm not sure about Petty. Here's the thing: Herb checks every NBA box except one sort of important one, which is placing the ball inside the basket you know on offense <laughs> yeah that's that's sort of important and he's not real good at that everything else is fantastic and i think an nba team is going to love to have him on the roster they're going to love to have him in practice and he's going to be a defensive stopper off the bench i, I think the fact that herb can't score isn't going to matter and he's going to be drafted anyway which is just unbelievable now petty Petty has to develop more consistency in his shot. I know he's made more three-pointers than anyone in Alabama history. I'm also quite certain he's taken more three-pointers than anyone else in Alabama history. And, man, when he's hot, he, it's great, and his range is unlimited. But there are some things that Petty has to work on. I mean, Petty doesn't have a great handle. That's sort of bad in that league. You sort of need to maintain possession of the basketball <laughs> in that league. And defensively though he's very good that's that's the weird thing about petty Petty is a great shooter and a great defender that probably puts him in the league but man he just doesn't have a great handle and is not a sensational passer Mm -hmm. um but uh so i think actually herb is the better nba prospect myself uh between those two uh and the best NBA prospects on the team are, are guys that aren't seniors yet. We're not talking about, but I think down the road, Primo is just great. Yeah, I think Primo is going to be uh, Primo. Um, yeah. But uh, sorry, that just it seemed to fit, and then it uh, didn't didn't work out the way I wanted to. Uh, it was interesting that we were talking about this as I uh, pulled up. I was thinking about Herb Jones and John Petty's uh, stats. All right, so John Petty, uh, neither one of them, unbelievably, is in the top 10 all-time of Alabama scoring, and it feels like they've been here upwards of 22 years each, right? I mean, I'd be, in a I'm way. surprised that Petty's not. I, I'm so, Petty, Petty would have to be – is that an up-to-date list? Because I, I'm, I'm looking I at right now. Petty, so Petty could have most three-pointers and not be in the top 10 scoring. Yeah. I agree with you. That's kind of what I thought. I'm looking here. All right, so he had he had um, he's got 13 games so far this year. That's uh, and he's averaging about 13 points a game or 13.5. So 13.5 times 13, or is it 13 games or is it? He's played 14 games, right? He's played one less than everybody else. Oh, he has played one out because he was he was yeah because he was suspended. I forgot about that. Okay, you're right. All right, it's so really I, messy at Alabama basketball for several hours. <laughs> For several hours, Josh um, Moon. It was messy for a few hours, Josh. I hate doing calculator on my phone because it's such a pain in the ass. All right, so remember these numbers, Jimmy. 175 and then 29 times 14. Uh, all 
right, it's plus 175. Oh, shit. Plus 160.5. So, all right, I got 596 points the last two years already total. So keep that up. And this is riveting, I know, for all of our listeners. But now I think, you know, this has gotten so bad, they're kind of like, I got to see how this ends. So, <laughs> so what did they're I like, Go back to talking about the babies and the poop and, and <laughs> skin and cats. What was the number I just told you? 175? No, 175 plus 420, though, right? Okay, that's five. That's like 615. Okay, 615. All right, so I think he's – man, he's going to be well short. See, I thought I mean, we I thought we had I'm discovered gonna, that if he just had his normal average season this year, he would leave here as our second all-time leading scorer. Well, Michael Ansley – it's gonna it's gonna kind of suck if I find him on this list, but no, he's not on this. Michael Ansley is number ten at seventeen forty nine. I'm getting Petty has. I mean, I'm having to. They don't do basketball stats like at least Alabama wise. I, there's not as easy a place to find our uh, records as it is football wise. You know, just because the basketball's not as big a deal in Alabama, we all know that. But I'm getting that Petty has one thousand three hundred twenty one points plus or minus. And um, Michael Ansley is 1,749 points. Now, well, Ansley played 400 points. That's a lot. I mean, that's, I mean, he may not, he may not yeah. come close if my <laughs> numbers are right here. And I'm not saying my numbers are right. I mean, I'm just saying if now he could come back to Alabama, and even if he did come back to Alabama, it'd, be, it'd still be hard for him to catch uh, Reggie King at 2168. I mean, that's no, that's out of reach. Yeah. You know, that's let me that's out of reach for for anyone. Hey, you know, we ought to have uh I think we've done it before. I can't uh, we ought to have a uh, Brian Passink on the show. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll do that. We'll do that. I want to do it soon, but like I wanted this to be a visceral reaction from both of us about how happy we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. No, I'm not I meant today, not but I just meant, you know, before you know, before maybe Mississippi State next Saturday or something. Sometimes. Let me let me tell you a funny one long time ago, me and two other friends that I don't talk to really anymore for no reason other than I just don't see them. But um, we were we had gone to a basketball game and we were talking about how, you know, it just bothers us. This was 25 years ago, how it bothers us that, you know, basketball is not as important as football. We yada, yada, yada. And I said, yes, yeah, like, um, you know, people never talk about. And I just got my names mixed up. I said, like, Mule Harper. And they were like. No, and, and we just all kept talking, like, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, it's Mule King." And I was like, "Yeah, but I think Jerry Harper. I think people called him Mule too." For a <laughs> he was just a well-endowed man, and uh, and like that led into this whole thing. So every time I see Reggie King or Jerry Harper's name, I'm like, "Hmm, that Jerry Harper was quite a man." <laughs> so, which has nothing to do with anything, but. Um, so there we go. All right, we'll we'll just wrap it up there. But regardless, huge game with LSU coming up on Tuesday night, eight o'clock, I think it is. Um, LSU did not look great against South Kakalaki on Saturday night. They can be had, but you know it's funny. I listened to Damian Fishback, who's gotten to be pretty good at this. Uh, oh, basketball he is. Game. Yeah, he he really is one of the best. I was worried there. about him because I remember when I think he was Auburn's color guy for a little bit, and I thought he was awful. I mean, awful. I th- I think he was, um, and but now he's doing. Uh, now I dig him. I mean, I I really like. Okay, he brings some really good stuff to the table. I like the SEC Network's lineup. 
Yeah, they do. They have great ba- – I, I would yeah. even say basketball is better than the football, to be honest. I, I mean, I in terms agree. of – they have mul- – I mean, sub- several of the football guys are good, no doubt. But Agreed. some of the basketball guys – I'll tell you who I like is uh, Pat Bradley. Oh, he's really he, good. He, he, I mean, I to, to me as a fan, this is the way I, I evaluate analysts like that, is like when they're t- – I want to hear what he has to say. And, and I take it real serious. Like, yeah. hey, if that's his opinion, I respect it because – I might not agree, but usually I have to because I just acknowledge I know so much more than I do. But Pat Bradley, did you did you see Dane Brad? Did you hear Dane Bradshaw yesterday on um when uh, Ambrose Hilton dunked over that seven footer? I was li- I listened on the radio yesterday oh, okay. and just saw well, I, I saw the dunk, but uh, I, well, I, was, I, I, I was listening on the radio when it happened. This was good. So he dunks on the on the seven footer. And like they then like everybody's sort of in awe of that for a moment. And then they get down the other end of the court and they're still talking about it a little bit. And Dane Bradshaw said, Yep, Ambrose Hilton got him a footer. And and like there was dead silence for a minute. I was like, it, I had memories of my Jerry Mule Harper. Like, I was like, How do you know this, Dane? He was like, No, well, you know, like on the street, when you dunk over a seven footer, you say, I got me a footer. And I'm like, who are you playing basketball on the street with? They have seven footers. I like. I didn't even. I couldn't understand where this story. I've that never must be what uh, Chris Stewart was talking about when uh, he said the mean streets. <laughs> I don't know if you're. See, I was listening I, on the radio, so I got that. Oh, yeah. It was. He was I've talking about. Ma- he was talking about life. Mountain Brook. I was talking about Britton Johnson being such a good have, player out of Mountain Brook. Oh, he did. He talked about the mean streets of Mountain Brook. <laughs> the mean street yeah, of Mountain Brook. <laughs> That's funny, but. Uh, so, uh, no, but I, I was like, I've played basketball all my life and I enjoyed it for most of my life. I quit enjoying it when I quit being good at it, but I never, ever played against the seven. I played against a dude who was probably 6'10". I'll take that back. I did play against a seven footer in high school. If you could, who was the guy? Alonzo Johnson, the guy who was um, at Francis Marion, he ended up signing with Tennessee. Um, he looked just like Shaquille O'Neal. He was like a year after Shaquille, like two years after Shaquille O'Neal or something, but he was as big as Shaq. I remember him. Oh, I remember God, that guy was huge. But anyway, yeah, I remember him. But anyway, I was like, who who plays in the street with a seven-footer, then dunks on that seven-footer and is like, I got me a footer. If I dunk on a seven-footer, I quit basketball forever. I'm like, that's it. I've, done, I've reached the pinnacle, you know. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this episode. Next time I will talk about on the next show, my – one year basketball career, one year, and uh, it, it's it's going to make a, a half of you laugh and half of you cry. I'm sure some of you may write checks to charity. You're so moved <laughs> by the story, but it, it's going to be very difficult for a lot of people to believe. But every word of it will be true. That will forget, be on the next episode. Forget charity. Write one to us. I'm gonna start. <laughs> well, they'll feel sorry for me. They'll certainly feel sorry for my my team. That uh, yes, eighth grade. Do you lose to a team of one arm basketball players? It, we would have. We would have. That guy would have been the best player on our team by seven miles. Oh, God. just from your okay. description of him, he would have been team captain. We'd be etching his name in our sidewalk. Instead of laughing at my story earlier, you earlier you were like, "Hey, Luke, can you get in touch with that dude?" Yeah, can you borrow? Can we, can we? Boy, we could have borrowed that guy on our eighth grade team, and I will tell everybody about it. No, we did not win a game, but I have a lot more exciting details to share of my one year basketball career playing for my school. It was something. 
All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll do that next time. We got, I got a funny basketball to- story too. So let's do that next time. I don't know what the hell's wrong with my speech, by the way, my Apple, my, my H's are getting stuck. And like, so every time I type V is T T E and like, I got to hit the H like several times. Then it does H like 10 times. It pisses me you off. You lost your H's. But now I'm starting to talk like that. I just said Tory instead of story. I'm like, why the hell am I missing my S's in my vocabulary? I mean, I don't, but anyway, um, all right, roll I'll tide, double everybody. up on my H's. I'll use twice as many H's so no one will Thank notice you. that we don't have enough H's on the show. Always there to help. Uh, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.